0: hi kevin hey british paul i
1: saw that you changed your name <laughs> on, over on lemur to british paul
0: i felt inspired
1: anyway i um, hope you don't consider that to be disrespectful it was just jokingly me hey calling kevin you yes
2: you didn't get my um i called into your anchor you know i I just
1: i got it as i was uh starting the group call i got it and i'm going to address your concerns and questions so (laughs) i the 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 gnome movie club unlike the united states is a true democracy so we will discuss exactly what went down and why it took me an extra day to announce the winner
2: Okay, but I'm so sorry I'm still out running around, and I'm so sorry I never got to watch the movie, but I can watch it later tonight, and I will watch it later tonight I'm i so actually sorry I, I really do it. think
1: you're gonna like it 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 was it turned out to be i think a shockingly good movie. I really enjoyed it
2: okay, good, good,
1: okay. Good. I may have to do this again because there's only three of us, so we don't have Jennifer, we don't have Monica. Um, I didn't think we were going to get MG on, but I also invited Tachi, who's also late. Um, I spoke with her <laughs> earlier today, so and okay. she's part uh, of the controversy that made the voting so complicated in the first place,
2: right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's what I get for being super hot and delirious from our heat wave and feeling generous, <laughs> which is not my nature. So right. So, that by the way, was going to so cause.
0: To respond to your earlier comment, Kev, no, I don't take any offensive at all. It's very amusing. So, especially since it's my second citizenship. So,
1: okay. Well, yeah. Thank you. Cause it's like I meant it in an absolutely endearing way. So, um, no, it's very funny. Yeah. And plus we have, well, plus we have another Paul who is super irish which i don't refer to him as irish paul but before we only knew one <laughs> paul so it's kind of on you or or your parents for naming you paul as well they should have been it's like being, that one day you'd be a member of a movie club that already had a paul in it
0: exactly i mean it's like right? having paul and now probably right? paul t you're not going to start calling paul paul one it just wouldn't make sense it
1: right. would not so anyway um oh god do i have to do another one of these Damn it. <laughs> well,
2: hey, hey, you might have to do a third because my battery's about to die. No. <laughs> you no, you know what? You know what, Kevin? It's really okay. Um, we're at our last stop and then we're heading home and we have to eat dinner. I'm really I'm sad that I missed it. I really, really am. But I had to get all this stuff done. Before oh, no, I days. know. you
1: you got, a, you got a trip for work and pleasure because it's Vegas. Yes. You, ha- you have to have a little bit of pleasure in Vegas.
2: Oh, of course. Of course.
1: But, well, let me explain this to you now with just, while you're on the line before I start another call because okay. you're going to be going anyway. So what happened was, you're right, it was a tie. It was a tie between the education and extinction. So right. I was confused about what to do if I should just break the tie because it wasn't enough time to give you guys a chance to vote to do it. <laughs> tiebreaker so then right. i thought i'd listen to tachi's message again and the first thing she mentioned was an education she goes i'm voting for an education and i'd also be cool with extinction so damn she, you tachi so that's what and she wasn't even there so if she hadn't voted extinction right. would have been the movie we watched right oh so, damn, Taji. damn, God, damn tachi <laughs> yeah, damn it, tachi damn tachi we would have seen another sci-fi movie, which is basically, we should just call this the, the, the Gnome Flick Sci-Fi Movie Club, but fine. Right. <laughs> so that's that's why that went down. So nobody right. else, Tachi was the only one that voted for two because I got drunk and felt generous. Right. And like, fine, you guys can vote for two movies if you want. But she only, right. so, so if I counted both her votes, then it would have been tied, and then I would have had to be the tiebreaker, and I wasn't sure, and I thought, you know what, 98% fresh rating for an education, and there was (laughs) no Rotten Tomato rating for um, Extinction, because it's a Netflix original. So that's why I went ahead and ended up doing an education.
2: I'll forgive you this time, Kevin.
1: (laughs) Well, in the future, it's up to you people to lobby people to vote to get your movie to win.
2: True, true, true,
1: true. Okay. And, and and no I will never be I'll never be delirious enough to allow you guys to have multiple votes cuz it's still we've had now three ties <laughs> in the Gnome Flix movie club. Yes. We, yeah, so we tied, we actually tied last month, but I just basically said, okay, be, like, you know, tie goes to the uh, head gnome in charge, right. and I went ahead and chose, uh, of the two movies that tied, I chose uh, Star Wars, right. which I didn't even get a chance to watch, because my power went out during it last month. Right,
2: which I actually- remember that. Likely story. I remember
1: that. Likely story.
2: Yeah, li- right,
1: likely story. Well, actually, the truth is, I was actually with uh, the, uh, you know, the very exclusive, Uh, GnomeFlix Platinum Club. I was interacting (laughs) with them. (laughs) And if you're a member of the GnomeFlix Platinum Club, of course it's a paid service. So were you
0: dancing or watching? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, well, I was watching with, oh, the, uh, right. with the Platinum Gnome people, and uh, when you remember the Platinum Gnome movie club, we actually have a member of the cast, oh, cast is actually joining and participating, and I actually oh. do more personalized comments to each participant, so was it's a very club. Was it Yoda? You, you're, you're, you're You called was like it Yoda. Yoda was a part of it. That's so funny.
0: Well, you don't know what exclusive cast member we had on our broadcasts, and we're not telling you.
1: <laughs> that, that is exclusive. All right, I know you have to go, Candace, and your phone's about to die. But anyway, I, you have a very safe trip to Vegas. Put a quarter in a slot machine for me.
2: <laughs> I will. I will. And uh, tell everyone I'm so so sorry, and I love you all, and I'm I will miss you all. And um, Kevin, I'll probably shoot you a message on Twitter to or even on Anchor. Um, to let you know my thoughts on an education, because I'll watch it later tonight.
1: All right, I can't wait to hear about it. You guys have fun and travel safe and I look forward to hearing about your incredibly uh fun you know what, it doesn't have to stay in Vegas. You can at least tell me. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'll talk I'll to you later. I'll tell you
2: on WhatsApp. Have a great trip. That way it only stays between you and me. Oh great,
1: okay, and I will start right. another room, Paul, and hopefully we'll get Jennifer and Monica next time. Excellent. All right, thanks we'll try.
2: guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye
1: hello again paul and because you know since he's we're just gonna be you're gonna just be paul just for tonight man what a what a privilege you know it's funny i got a message from jennifer which i didn't actually go look at i got a notification that say she was saying something to me over on lemur in fact let me look on my ipad and see if she said that something some some huge emergency must have happened and what's going on with monica did she say something about why that she wouldn't be able to join us or something
0: I'm not sure. Um, I know that she was having trouble with the Lemur app or something, and then you know how her life is. Sometimes things come up or whatever with her aunt or with something, so she may have just gotten busy with some other stuff.
1: Let me see what uh, Jennifer said, because normally if... let's see... Ugh. Anyway, and no one even mentioned the, like, you know, uh, cover art for this month's Netflix Movie Club. I thought it was rather impressive. For a person that knows nothing about making any kind of graphics <laughs> is it new okay uh no yo if you look at the no at the you know i'm actually made if you see it says the july gnome flicks and then it has like an yeah. education and the little, hey, yeah that was not yeah you can't get that off the that shelf one. they just don't make those apparently <laughs> i'm shocked i wish they did
0: Verily. Yes.
1: Crazy is Jennifer is asking me. She's like, I'm waiting for the call. What is going on? Oh, my on? goodness.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Let me. Let me do we message... have to do
0: call number three?
1: Yeah, I don't believe. Wait, let me, let me message her first to let to see what's going on. It's, how many accounts does she have? Let me try this again. That Wait, could me be message... the problem. I just messaged you. Are you not getting a notification? Question mark. Don't you just love dictation?
0: It's fantastic.
1: I have like a little secretary in like my house.
0: Yes, it's amazing. In fact, I actually was pretty shit with using it until I started telling Monica and she uses it freaking all the time. So I'm like, wait a second. This is cool. And Andre does it too. So I'm in luck.
1: Oh, yeah, I absolutely love talking to like it the only, only thing it's weird is like for some reason, it, oftentimes it doesn't understand me. and so I'll have to or it doesn't understand what version of a word i'm'm'm I'm, I'm, I mean. so I'll have to specifically use it in a specific way just to get it to spell it right. And then like, all right, now I can basically let's let's continue on our journey. Yeah, uh, but then
0: and of, and of course, it also introduces at all technology innovations a whole new level of typo. Because, you know what, we dictate, and then we don't read, and then we send, and then we say, wow, I should have
1: read that first. Oh, you know what's crazy? I don't know what – there. I need someone to do some kind of study on the brain's ability to see typos because I can't see typos until after I've hit the but send button. And all <laughs> of a sudden it becomes clear, and I can see every typo. But before that, it looks perfectly fine. There's something that's mm-hmm. happening – there's some kind of clarity that happens to you when you hit send. So I need to, like, if you ever have to make a major life decision, we should try just hitting the send button. Like, wait a minute. I shouldn't marry you. So like, <laughs> oh, I hit the send button. Because before I hit the send button, you look like a great cash.
0: Note to self, don't use dictation for any major life decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, it becomes clear once you hit send. So, let's see. Is she saying anything back to me? Let me refresh. Come on, Jen. All right. Let's just step out on, on Faith. I'm, Faith, I'm going to try and do this one more time. And if not, this will be the first Gnome Flicks non-after party.
3: So, <laughs> all right. I'll try this one more time. All right.
1: All right. I'll, give me one more chance, and then I'll let you go.
0: This is Paul from The World According to Paul. And I wanted to welcome Kevin to this podcast
1: today. <laughs> Well I am so honored to be a part of The World According to Paul.
0: Based... Yeah, you're my my second guest.
1: You're actually, you know what? Your podcast is actually based on one of my favorite films.
0: Oh, is it really?
1: The World According to Garb.
0: Oh, okay. I have sadly not seen that.
1: Uh, wait, you call your podcast The World According to Paul and you haven't seen the movie The <laughs> World or The <laughs> World According to Garb. Well,
0: <laughs> I I was going to, but they messed up the last word. It was supposed to be Paul. So what was I gonna do? You know.
1: Damn it! I actually, you know what? It actually one of the things I thought that was bonding us was the fact that we both loved the world according to Garb. Now I feel <laughs> I feel disappointed and I feel tricked. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: well, feel that was that is what I was actually going for. You got to hook people somehow with those podcasts, you know. Especially since I mostly babble and podcast poorly, but you know that's all right. It's a start. <laughs>
1: I can't figure out what's going on. I just got a message from Jennifer that says, I'm sitting by my phone and nothing. And there's only one Jennifer account. I don't understand what's going on. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to be doing that I haven't already done.
0: Maybe we're being pranked. Maybe she's part of the platinum after party that she's
1: <laughs> and that's well, where you know, everybody she else... has she doesn't have the miles so she couldn't possibly be a oh. member of the incredibly exclusive <laughs> platinum after
0: <party>. wow undocumented <laughs> rules about the platinum after party and the platinum party <laughs> very, platinum again, movie it's, club
1: it's very exclusive So it's like the people that that the whole world, unfortunately, if it weren't for YouTube, I would have never known and probably been a much happier person had I not known about these airport lounges. For the very, very, very frequent flyers, uh-huh. it's very upsetting to know that, that boy, they're, they're sitting in such opulence, so close to me, and yet so far.
0: <laughs> well, what's even worse is there's not just airplane, airplane lounges, they're super airplane lounges. I fly That's every what, week. Oh,
1: no, I worse. know. That's, uh, yeah, to- are you talking about? Yeah, thanks to YouTube, it's like they have, like, rooftop Mm -hmm. terraces and stuff. It's like, oh, my God, people are living, and those people are not me. I am not happy about that. Well,
0: I I fly every single week for work, and I don't even get to go to the regular lounges, although I do get two free passes a year from United, which then I usually forget to use because I'm mostly trying to be at the airport as short a period of time as possible,
1: but, you know, so – Well, I guess, but if you have to wait, you might as well wait in opulence and be, um, you know, getting your feet rubbed while somebody's feeding you peeled grapes.
0: Unfortunately, nobody's ever offered to rub my feet at the regular airplane lounge airport. (laughs) I've asked. And shockingly enough, after I asked, I was asked to leave the lounge.
1: You were escorted out.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, I, I read it. It was like in a pamphlet or something, you know.
1: Okay, Who well, until I, I get Jennifer, I guess this is turning into my interview with British Paul. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, We could do that. That might be fun. Yeah, so you fly a lot. So what What are you doing if it's not too personal? And obviously, and this goes for all questions. It's like not just this one question, any question that's off limits or me being incredibly what you might consider cheeky.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: yes. I will do that. So, what are you doing that makes why you why are you frequently flying? Why am
0: I frequently flying? Well, I'm actually a male escort. Um, it's
1: sophisticated, you
0: know, sophisticated. Hence the feet rub question. No, I work as it's it's very close, but not quite. I work as an IT consultant, and uh,
1: <laughs> that's that's kind of like being an, an escort. It,
0: there are days it feels like it. There are days you feel cheap. And unappreciated but that's all so you right at least
1: you could be, like be like a shirtless it guy and that's even <laughs> closer to being an escort
0: once again i tried that once and you know what that client didn't seem to want me back anymore but you know so no i work as an it consultant with a company out of new york city um <clears throat> we specialize in a date in a geeky data transformation tool called avenitio which is basically all about moving data around between databases and stuff um currently um my client is fedex in memphis and uh pretty much fly there either every other week or i'm prone to staying there a couple weeks at a time sometimes these days so
3: so yeah wow
0: that's
1: pretty cool so okay now even though we lovingly referred to you as british paul you do not in fact have a british accent so i take oh. it that you came to america very early or how old were you when you first came here from uh from england or the uk
0: um well when i first came here from the uk i was 27 but that's not really the right answer um i i was born in america um i'm native here
1: oh okay i thought that you were british Paul, as in you were like actually born in britain but then you like moved here when you were like a toddler and then moved back as an adult or something or as a a surly teen and that's why that was the explanation for you not having the british accent
0: no, I moved away from the UK as a surly adult, not a surly teen. But no, I, I got the wild hair when I was like 27 or 8 or 9 or something like that to move to the UK and uh, basically found a job over there doing what I do and moved over, dragged my family with and all that kind of stuff. And we ended up being there for about seven and a half years or so, all the way through the full immigration process and got our citizenship, which is a story in itself. I should tell you in a second because that's pretty entertaining. But um, then we moved to Australia. We were there for about a year. And uh, then realized Astoria is extremely expensive on the other side of the world, so we decided to move back. And I've been officially in New Jersey for the past two and a half years or something like that. Wow,
1: that's actually really um, Because I always I, I always imagined when I became an adult I would be incredibly uh, Well-traveled and sophisticated I am neither So <laughs> you're taking like I love, it's like apparently your decision Was I want to move places where Ke- Some of Kevin's favorite bands are from So <laughs> good job That worked out <laughs>
0: Well, I was actually at a, a Christmas party In December 2006 Because of course that's when Christmas parties are um, with, uh, I, at that time, I, I kept a saltwater fish tank or a reef tank and was part of a club um, based out of Oklahoma City and was living in southern Oklahoma at the time. And I was there late one night with the fam and it got a bit late. So they um, so my friend, Mr. Paul Whitby and his wife invited us to stay over so we didn't have to drive an hour and a half or two hours on the way home. And somehow or another, his wife, who's Scottish and he's from Nottingham, uh, kept plying us with drinks all night long. And somehow by the morning, I thought, hey, let's move to England. And, you know, to quote a David Tennant um, Doctor Who episode, the first one he appeared in, where there's aliens are above the planet and they've got this big red button and they've got half of humanity or something standing on rooftops ready to jump off, um, <clears throat> which any experts will correct me on because he was a fifth of the planet. But anyways, basically, they, um, um, they had this big red button. And at the end of the episode, the dudes, uh, the new Doctor's like, you know, what kind of a man am I? He's trying to figure out all all, all episode, you know, who he is as this new doctor has regenerated. And he says, I'm the one who has to press the big red button. And uh, that kind of became an analogy for my life, because sometimes when I see that big red button, it just has to be pressed. And I got the idea. I figured I could get a job over there. And boom, I think probably five months, six months later, <clears throat> I'd moved over, uh, found a job, moved over, started. Was there for about four months then dragged my family over after they got passports and all those things. So yeah, quite an adventure. And then Australia was really kind of the same thing. I was at the end of a job there. I was working as an IT contractor and the company had been bought by another company and was going to be basically letting us all go. We knew we had a specific end date. And so I started looking around and one of the guys I knew in the industry said, hey, there's this bank over in Australia that's looking for somebody like you. I said, sure, why not? Let's do that.
1: Model, well I actually yeah. really love the idea of pushing the big red button and just completely changing or regenerating your form what a cool way of looking mm-hmm. at it
0: yep yep i mean it's something i have to temper cuz i have three kids um <clears throat> i've got daughters of 16 and 17 almost 18 and a son who's 13 now <clears throat> and when you're uh when they're younger it's easier to hit the button go where you want to go and Make yeah because they
1: have less of an actual life when they're little so yeah when they're older exactly. they, they have yeah, ties
0: yeah less traumatizing them and having moved them a few times in there <clears throat> in their later later teen years or their teen years or something it it became time to basically stay put and let them let them settle so for what while.
1: i will give you credit for as a dad and this is like your non-parent uh non-child having friend saying this at least you took them to places where everybody spoke english so that's the way oh, I to do it.
0: I would have loved to have tried a few other places, especially after we are in the UK for a while. And we did some trips over to Europe and got to see Holland at a few places. I mean, we did a trip to Holland in, I don't know, 2014 or 13 or something. And at the end of it, my daughter, one of my daughters, uh, my middle one, Miriam, was like, oh, my God, we got to move to Holland. We love it here. And it was a nice place. We really enjoyed it. But alas, they don't, well, they do speak English, but not primarily so. But Yeah, so we always did the full immersive experience. They went into British schools. They did the whole nine yards. I say as if that was some sort of accomplishment, but that's mostly because American schools are extremely expensive and we were living on the dime. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so yes, we gave that experience to my children to uh, experience the fullness of culture or something.
1: Wow, that was that was very big of you. (laughs) All right, it? well, we're going to have to continue this interview in a minute because Jennifer is, has rebooted her phone, so we're giving it one last try, and if we don't get her this time, my in-depth interview with you continues after Excellent. this. Excellent. All right, Looking bye-bye. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Hello again. <laughs> okay, hello again, Paul. I actually think that the reason why we didn't have Jennifer may have been my bad because, for some reason, she has two accounts. I've been always... Jennifer, yes! Oh, gee.
4: I was having a, a nervous breakdown.
1: But Jennifer, sadly, I think this is my fault because there's actually two Jennifer spelled the way you are accounts. I, for some reason, I if I click on Jennifer Elan too quickly, it doesn't show me the option just Jennifer. So... When I paused this last time, it's like, wait a minute, did I just see two Jennifer spelled the way you spell Jennifer accounts? Your trademark Jennifer spelling? Yes. So I don't know if that other account is you or somebody else's has like a well, bastard. It's,
2: it's
4: just like when I go to, uh, I type in GNOME, I see the two accounts. And I think that they automatically made account for me, Jennifer Elon, from when I came over from version one, two. I think it's from version one because my version one was Jennifer for Elin.
1: Oh, okay. Well, anyway, and so I, I am so it, yeah, sorry, Jennifer. I'm glad that we you're on the line. So, I have been. We had Candace on the line for a bit. She basically is preparing for a trip to Las Vegas where she's planning on trying to win both of us money. Because you, I, th- th- Paul heard it. She's gonna <laughs> she's gonna gamble a quarter for me in a slot machine. So if it wins millions. Part of that goes to me, obviously, and I have documentation.
0: I, <laughs> I did hear it. It was recorded and I almost challenged her at the time to make sure that she was correctly specifying the terms of the contract and she failed to do so. So you've got her there, Kev. And <laughs> yeah, so
1: and, and so that, that mistake goes in my favor. So if we all if we all see Candace on the news winning a lot of money from a slot machine, prepare to be sued, Candace, because I'm getting my cut. All well, right, so <laughs> And where's Monica? that's what we that's the bigger mystery that's the bigger mystery
4: now just, did you do her correct account
1: she only has <laughs> there's only one on thanks a lot jennifer your faith in me is just
2: <laughs> well i'm beautiful. sorry if I'm i feel a the painted. love
1: i can feel the love tonight all right um <laughs> yes there's only one unradio account and i have done it multiple times no, and she has a message just on on Lemur saying, "Hey, what's up
4: yeah, maybe she's out playing Pokemon go,
1: yeah, so anyway, so I've been interviewing British Paul, and he's just just for tonight. he's just Paul, he's like Madonna and Cher now It's just Paul
4: oh, good. <laughs> There you go, just Paul. But with more clothes on. Jennifer, just Paul. Okay, well,
1: more like Sting then. How's that? That sounds better. You're like Sting. still
0: still with more clothes on.
1: (laughs) Still with more clothes than Sting. All and right, then yeah, he, you
4: know, he's, is not does he not do, ever do the group calls
1: yeah mg um, on has made it clear that he does he feels like he gets too much anxiety he could have had no anxiety tonight there's like two or three of us so no anxiety with that but anyway he feels anxious when it's like with i think the last call he was on was a lot of us and so he felt like nervous or something so it's like fine as long as he joins us for the actual movie club part that's cool with me um so now that I have both of you on the line, this is the this is our most intimate after party. Ever. So dare I say, clothing optional after party? So well, we're all on our separate corners. So uh, I think so. What did you What did you both think of an education?
4: Well, I had a real I had an issue with her being so young and him. Someone said twenty two, but I'm sorry,
1: he looked thirty yeah. to me. Yeah, no, oh, did, well, they, um, did they actually say, or did I miss it? Did they say how old he was supposed to be or how old he was claiming to be? <coughs> no, they did
0: not. And I did some internet research while we were watching it on that very question. And it's, you know, according to the internet, it is, it is not something that they ever reveal or talk about. But I'm with you, Jennifer. At first I said 22. And then the more you get to know about him, the more you get to know about some of what he's been up to and stuff. And then especially when you figure out he's got a clearly, you know, slightly older looking wife and a, a kid who's probably, what, four or something yeah yeah and then when we didn't be here as well it's not the first time at least you're not with child or something yeah because that's happened yeah. before yeah
1: there's there's been pregnant so, girls uh, showing up there wow
4: yeah. yeah he was a sleaze he had no moral compass there was i'd
1: was,
0: go for a 28 or something
4: yeah, I go for thirty-two.
1: Yeah, I need Ooh. to look. I need to look up how old Peter Sarsgaard was when he actually did that movie. Um, maybe the character is—that's nothing. Is, is, that's another thing. is it an education based on British literature? <clears throat> it's sure. based on a book.
0: Um, I don't know if it was British or not, but I guess kind of it was by definition.
1: Well, anyway, I think this is one of our most sophisticated Netflix movie clubs <laughs> ever. I might say. <laughs>
0: I might say as well. I think it was jolly good. I'm uh, very, very pleased. I'm quite chuffed, in fact. <laughs>
4: so I will not even try to do... I will not try to do an accent at all.
0: Yes, I could do a bit of an accent, but only okay. because I lived there for a while.
4: He's 47. Okay, Yeah, but, but, the, but the movie isn't new.
1: I think the movie is like... It's, is it 10 years 2009. old? 2009. Yeah, 2009. So it's <clears> uh, about eight years ago. So...
4: Okay, yeah. so still he was okay, so if it was eight years ago, do the math quick, then he was 38,
1: 39? Yeah, he was, he was far too old for her, but I, you know what, I don't know how the actress is, if she's really, was she really 17 or 16 I'd, when she played that part?
0: I'd imagine she was probably 21 or something like that, but still, the point is, she was 17, 16, 17 in the movie, he was probably going on 30, if not 30 plus in the movie, it was creepy.
1: Oh no! It was that. Oh, especially, and you point out the exact same thing when he's waiting outside her school. <laughs> which, well, and I believe he might have even been wearing a trench coat. So I was like, wow, that's an interesting wardrobe choice to go pick up your teen girlfriend.
0: Well, one of the things I'm not so I'm not sure about, and I'd be curious about, is is times of course change, and you know, there's times in our in our, in in the past where it's much less inappropriate for. An older, an older gentleman to be with a younger lady, you know, these days that would be called pedophile, you know, (laughs) call the police, lock them up. But I, I don't know. I don't know in 1950s Britain, if it was more acceptable for an older man to be courting a
1: younger lady, you know.
4: 19, I think my, it was
1: 1961. Is when. Well, the- my guess is yes. It was. It was probably especially if you have money. And I mean, let's face it. I've always let I me. Mean, let's look at something even more more contemporary. Not that they were supposed to be dating, but who were the people who were outside with their or, or whose kids were outside playing in their yard, and then a limo pulls up, and it's Michael Jackson saying like, "Can your kid come to my house and play?" And their adults <laughs> are like, "Sure." I'm like, "Who okayed that?" Who other parents yeah, making has
0: a, bad choices
1: yeah we have like a 35 year old man asked to play with your kids and have a sleepover and you're like oh all right so the idea that the father was like looking to, like this guy has a sports car he he he's dressed in a suit so he he seems as if he's sophisticated he claims that he went to harvard or something and apparently his dad didn't even try her dad didn't even try to do a google search on him which is <laughs> very bad parenting
0: exactly i mean come on that history had to be there about those other girls you know
1: <clears throat> and what's yeah. even worse is he lived around the <clears throat> corner from them. I know
0: Yeah, that was pretty creepy.
4: Well and this is a funny thing. My sister, when she was sixteen, dated a twenty-seven year old. Okay. But uh-huh. this girl looked too young to me. I mean, my sister at sixteen could pass for twenty-one. So it's like, I don't know, this girl just seemed way too not just young, but young looking <clears throat> and sheltered and it wasn't like well, she you know <clears throat> like she had been out in the world a bunch.
0: Well, on that note, one thing I thought was kind of fun about that was how they they aged her as the movie went on. So she started very much in her, and it's funny. Well, maybe not quite so funny. But when my when I lived in the UK, my daughters went to British schools, and I swear that could have been the same outfit. The very boring plaid, you know, not plaid. Excuse me, grey skirt gray jumper all that kind of stuff but as the movie went along and as she got to the end of it they made her look like she could have been 21 22 or something
3: well see
4: this is why we we call
1: you british paul because you refer to it as a jumper and it's Uh a sweater yeah so yeah we don't call them (laughs) jumpers
0: well, except it was a jumper because it was in Britain, so it actually yeah, was a there jumper. There
1: you go. <laughs> Wait, so the moment, okay, if I'm wearing a sweater and I'm on a plane here in America, the moment I get off that plane, it's, it's, I'm instantly wearing a jumper. Exactly. No, it's, be, it's,
0: it's where, no, it's where you purchased. It's where it was, where it was sold that indicates what it is.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm still wearing like, I'm still wearing like tennis shoes when I'm in America uh-huh. and I get there. They're still, t- they don't turn into sneakers or automatically or what do they call, what do they call tennis no. shoes there or s- sneakers? No, what, no. They call Kev, them Kev, tracks or something. Kev.
0: no, they call them trainers.
1: <laughs> trainers. Yes, that's, that's nice. it. Trainers.
0: <sighs> mm-hmm. And of course he wasn't wearing slacks, he was wearing trousers.
1: Oh, and yes, and pants or underwear for some reason.
0: <laughs> yes pants and this is getting a little more personal but you would never go up to a woman and ask her if she's wearing a fanny pack
1: because that would i'd be arrested why because
0: because fanny is referring to a woman's genitalia
1: wow all right so
0: many factoids here
1: for you i'm learning so much (laughs)
0: Let's come out back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she
1: actually, she, to me, uh, what I liked about it, what was interesting, and I, you mentioned, Jennifer, that you don't like dumb uh, female characters in movies, which I love dumb characters that are women, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I nominated this one, uh, was I loved it when how she basically held the line about her first time. She had a, a vision in her mind, she wanted it to be when she was 17. Um, she's seventeen. Then she he wanted to try and use a banana for some reason to oh, like
4: that was weird.
1: To okay, kind of like, that... you know, give her a head start or something. So <laughs> and, like, you know,
4: and I thought he was gonna show her how to put a condom on.
1: That's what I initially but he said I'm about to get over the messy bit or whatever. I and I'm know, like, and oh I'm like, what? wow.
3: What?
0: Well, and but what they, so- that, what they were doing with that—what they were doing with that—was that they were starting to show his vulnerability, and that's one of the funny things about this movie is that he becomes the, the vulnerable one, and she becomes the strong one.
1: You oh, know? absolutely! I—I I thought she was very—she was because she had she had more of an education than he did, and she was—even though she was naive, she was sophisticated, and she was pretty self-actualized as young as she was, and that's why when. She felt like the moment is lost, and she even says to him, "You know, uh, there's only going to be, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, this is only going to happen one time." He goes, "What do you mean? Why would it only happen one time?" <laughs> yeah, and course, so he doesn't and understand. Man, no. man,
0: he thought with his dick and said, "Wait a second, just once." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I no, love she-
4: favorite line of the movie. One of the favorite lines is when she said, "All these poems and all these songs about this moment, and it doesn't last very long." <laughs>
1: Which I I love how she she does she dismantled him and didn't even know she had it was so well, because, brilliant
0: because <laughs> she's being poetic and she's of course talking about the fact that literally you know the loss of virginity is an instant compared to. The 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 workup the buildup et cetera, etc etc etc. Oh,
4: so but, I didn't think it was about the loss of virginity. I thought no, I thought about, it was about the fact about that he basically love, he was like serious. a minute
1: man was what I thought. No, that was about. I don't.
0: I, I don't think that was it at all. I think
4: how is, many it poems luck. and how many songs are written about losing your virginity? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more songs oh. and poems written about having making love.
0: That that's true, but I I still maintain I think that her point is that the loss of virginity is an instantaneous thing not instantaneous but you get what i mean it's it's a quick thing but but it's something that is so built up to, or something you know, I as you mean, lead up. I so, think
1: and- she was just giving him a major ding. Oh like, yeah, you, okay. you know what? You've been overruled, <laughs> was- Paul. Really- look, look at, look at Peter Sarsgaard. Watch that scene again. Look at the expression on his face when she says that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it was clear that she was basically saying, "I thought that it was." I like. Is that all there is? Was basically yeah. what and she was saying. And it was so saying. quick.
4: She that would- was way she- too fast. And, and she even she was anything, even smoking. Like, a,
1: it's getting me longer later. I, I mean, yeah. Was, and she uh, was even smoking a cigarette in the window as she said it. How more sophisticated can you be than saying that? Like, is that all well, there is? Yeah. That's what she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> One
0: thing I like: sophistication, the as- uh, sophistic, sophistications, whatever. Aspect of it is that all the buildup, and then they didn't even show anything with the seat. You know? No,
4: they just like totally didn't have that there. Okay.
0: Um, you know, and, and that was kind of nice because because it was like it wasn't really about that in the story. This wasn't a this isn't a smut movie. This is something something different. But I liked as well how and I, and this is an interesting kind of thought. One of you when you kind of brought up earlier when you said something, how the movie started <clears throat> looking like she's the young pup being taken advantage of. You know, she's the one who's going to this older man's going to going to steal her virginity gonna get what he wants, blah, blah, blah. And she becomes the one in control, not only, like you said, I think <clears throat> earlier, Jennifer, about the fact that she's going to choose when, i.e., I'm waiting until I'm 17. <sighs> yes, you can take a look at the girls. And and that scene could have gone different where, he, where where she drops her, her top because I'm like, OK, wait a second. Now it's going to happen after all. But then it didn't. He was kind of the gentleman. I think he was kind of playing her at the moment, maybe. But <clears throat> But then even... That first night on the on the boat and and she she he, he perfectly and I think the banana thing was him being starting to be vulnerable making a making a, a mistake is as, as, as people tend to do in a moment where they're trying to make a joke or something like that. And it just horribly went wrong killed the moment and she's like, Nope, not tonight, you know.
3: And, yeah,
4: see, and I just didn't catch it that way. I just thought he was kind
1: of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
4: like he didn't like, want to do the dirty work. You want- <laughs> Was, yeah, know, yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I didn't perceive it as a joke either. I thought it was something like, you know, let's get through this. He said the messy bit. So, and she said, I don't want to lose my virginity to a banana, which is a lie. I don't think any actress has ever said in the history of cinema. <laughs> so that I was pretty I don't think any brutal.
4: person has ever said that before, Kevin.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so, well, clearly I'm interpreting some of this very different, but I think it was a joke. I think he flustered, and I think they were building up to him losing control not just not necessarily quote of her but of himself and his emotions and I think what they paint is that he's an emotional being and while she is she's also ruled by her mind a little bit more and you see how she 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 goes down that road she makes the mistakes she she lets herself go out of it and then she realizes oops I really got to get my life straight and by the way as a tangent no British university would then just let somebody in because they did a bit of studying with with their ex teacher or something, whatever the heck, but moving
1: on from that, you know, <laughs> that must she must've had a killer essay. I don't know what <laughs> she wrote, but she got in there. That was pretty amazing. But right, also, the but also what I, I, I like the idea that we see his friend also, it all made sense at the end because the friend says he's concerned about him, about her getting hurt. And I thought, well, what does that sleazy guy mean? And so he wasn't as sleazy as I thought he was. And you could see when Peter Sarsgaard sees his friend dancing with her, and the fact that fact that as she's becoming more of herself she's realizing her attractiveness and her value and she might not settle for a Peter Sarsgaard which is why instantly after that encounter with seeing his friend with her and them having that moment where she could you could see her attraction to his friend he's like yeah I gotta put a ring on this thing and lock this down but even he didn't have the right to lock it down because he was married what I don't understand is where he what did he think was gonna go next if she had see, the glove box
4: I think that she he just played her the whole time because when push came to shove if he really loved her if he was really vulnerable if he really like really that was there he would have gotten a divorce from his wife and married her but when push he, came to shove he still he played her the whole way and now he'll go he prey on some other girl and it's not like he hasn't done it before yeah, the wife even said he's done this several times before are you pregnant because that's happened also you know Yeah, and it's but I, like, think, I think, I think a
3: part stomach. of
0: I think part of the thing about that character is is you're dealing with simply an incredibly emotionally immature person somebody who likes to play the games who likes to have the fun but isn't really prepared to deal with the harder stuff and to deal with whatever's next you know you saw at the end he drives away he he could have he could have manned up he could have gone in he could have taken the <clears throat> the verbal beating he was going about to get from the father and deal with the hard moment you know, accept his responsibility and he drives
1: away.
4: No. you know, yeah. to go pray on and he's probably outside another school right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wearing that same trench coat. writing the same ah. trench
4: coat, offering some girl a ride.
1: But what Which- I don't get the, the we'll be I don't get is what was his end game? What if she hadn't opened up the glove box and found the letters addressed to Mr. and Mrs.? What would have happened? Would I mean, this is 1961, so would he have committed bigamy? I mean, they, they didn't have any records, really, not good records, so he could have just no, married her I somewhere else? Once or she what else? Re-
4: Once she reached like 18, he would not be interested anymore. <laughs> you know? he liked the fact that she was really young. Some guys, there are men, I think, that like their girls, young and immature and naive and thinking that, oh, I mean, she was so and such a smitten kitten and so enthralled with him. And so like, you know, there are I know people like this that are they want somebody that's gonna just fawn over them. And you know, once you reach a certain age, you kinda go, Yeah, not so much. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't walk on water. I can see now. And I yeah. I'm a little um what do you call it? Uh, jaded. Jaded. There we go. <laughs>
1: Well, I used crazy. to. Ref- I I used to. I like to refer to myself as a jaded romantic. That is somebody <laughs> who believes that who believes in love is and believe it's out there, but just not for me. So that's, <laughs> that's a jaded romantic. Deep thoughts by Kevin. <laughs> the thoughts do get pretty deep, shockingly. But um, yeah, no, it was it was interesting. I agree with you, uh, Paul. Uh, just Paul. That um, he was he was immature, and that's the reason why he's hanging out like talking to girls that are schoolgirls. Because his mentality is like a, a like a kid. He has the he has the accoutrement of a sophisticated man because he has a sports car. He's dressed nicely. He's traveled a bit. He can order wine, and so of course you're going to be bedazzled by that when you're 16. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm bedazzled by people who can order wine now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I just look at a menu.
0: I just look at a menu and look like I know what I'm talking about. Maybe that's what he was doing too. I don't know. But, but, but I think we. I, I think as, one thing you got to do in this movie is not give him so much credit for being that smart because <clears throat> the idiot had the letters in the glove box that you know where the cigarettes are. You know, he he obviously didn't have a plan, and you saw when he proposed. The proposal was was a, a reaction because he was panicked. He was like, oh, shit. She's realized yeah. that there are other men out there who are just as fascinating as me. More so. <laughs> she she yeah, more so. And 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 now my my hold on her is at risk. And so he what did he do? He rummaged in the car and what found a ring? You know, was that from the last girl? You know, come
1: on now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I I agree. That was absolutely a reaction to seeing the connection between his friend and her and he panicked and he wanted to, like, lock it down. But again, what was the end game for that lockdown?
0: But that's the point I'm making. There wasn't. I don't
1: think he had an end game.
0: um, He's so emotionally immature. He had no plan. He had his plan was, oh, shit, she's going to find somebody else. I better do something. And then probably the, later that night he's probably thinking oh shit what do i do now <laughs> i have no
1: idea you know
4: yeah yeah it was uh, yeah it was interesting well
1: it was definitely a gorgeous film it was so beautiful and it just that's one thing that's so scary i can't imagine being a parent i'm sorry paul um but but of a daughter especially because it's more so than boys. Not that boys can't look older than they are, but literally it is so easy to take. That's why, That's what models are. You take like a 14-year-old girl, you put some lipstick on her and put her hair up, and all of a sudden she's basically – you can put her in an ad where she's at a sophisticated nightclub. And, yeah. um, and so we can even see in this actress that she does look like a child when you see her in her school uniform. But when that other uh, – that dumb blonde girl puts her hair up, it's just like, oh, my God, she's Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Well, that's what,
0: that's, I mean, but that's, that's girls though. Girls mature mentally, um, emotionally, and physically faster than boys. And so you're going to be able to take a 15, 16 year old and easily put four or five or six years on her just by dressing her upright, you know? And that's, I think that's part if of what was, they're showing with the two characters. I if think if that's it was
4: part just of what... as easy to go the other way. <laughs> it's well, not, could... except unless you have Photoshop. <laughs>
3: If you couldn't,
0: well, it, I was, I, I know what you're saying now. You're talking about going younger, but isn't the same I thought you were first saying if uh, with, with boys and, and men, No,
4: no, no. <laughs> if, uh, if, if you can go younger, it would be nice. If you could just like put something on to make yourself look 10, 15 years younger, that would be nice. That's all I'm saying. Well,
0: I was thinking, I was thinking you were talking about men and, and, and comically or maybe d- d- deeply or something. It's <laughs> almost like the emotional side of it as well. And the maturity side as well, if you could only, <clears throat> you know, paint up a man and put, you know, another five or 10 years of maturity on him, you know?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting. You know, I have a 21 year old son and um, my mom was saying to me, you know, when you were 21, you were not as mature as I was at 21 and your son is even less mature, you know, as time moves on. I mean, at 21, my mom was married, had a kid, you know, it was uh, just a different time um, you know, kids grew up faster. And yeah,
1: now, but isn't that more...
4: You know, my son's still living at home, and he has a problem with his car, and he's calling me, and how do I handle it? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was out of my own at 21, you know? It's just, it's so different now.
1: Yeah, but that, I think that's more about the mores of the time, and also culture, because there's some cultures, some families, some groups of, like, you know, people that Basically, you live at home until you get married. You're not moving. There's not an in-between place where people, you become an adult, you move out, and then you live your life, and then you meet somebody, and then you get married and have a family. No, you have one family. You stay with that family until you're about to move out and have create your own family, and then you move out. And well, so, if you
4: live in SoCal, you I know more and more people that you have to stay at home. You can't afford to. You move can't.
1: That was gonna say that was that's one of the things now that's changed. Before that was a cultural thing. Now it's just a financial thing. Well, a lot of people can't afford to move out.
0: And I think it's a regionally financial thing as well because one of the things I've noticed, most in my travels, my around the world. Before you got on, we were talking about so where I've been and I've lived in the UK for seven and a half years and Australia for a year, both in two very expensive places: the suburbs of London and sydney and now i'm in the in the the suburbs of jersey and these places like you just said about socal are so bloody expensive you don't often have a lot of other choices but i bet you this is still very different in you know in missouri in oklahoma in louisiana in places that you 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 have more choices because cost is not quite as much as the factor you know you can go get a cheap apartment or something but not when you're in Oh my God! No, nothing
1: is more painful emotionally than watching House Hunters, and there's somebody in Tupelo, Mississippi, and like, well, this house only has eight bedrooms, and it's all—it's almost, you know, one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> Get us a cheaper place with eight bedrooms. And so, <laughs> like, how is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: that's not Southern California. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> It's craziness. Well, you know, we visited Texas um one year and my husband's like, "We need to move here. It's like look what we could get for nothing." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I think I think it gets over 85 in the summer." I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it does. And you know, me, Oh, my absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It gets hundreds.
1: Well, that's that- one of the things that people do. I didn't used to understand as a kid. Cause I was like, not smart. And nobody explained this to me is why do people, when they retire, move away from here? Cause I'm from Southern California and everybody that I knew that was older when they like, well, bye. I'm like, is there a law against being 65 and living in los angeles no
3: it's but, called money but, actually,
1: It's called money. <laughs> there actually is a law
0: they just don't tell you about it till you're older
1: oh yeah. okay because i didn't understand at the time where everybody would always would, would evaporate like logan's run style but anyway um because it's so much cheaper you know you see people you can move somewhere if you save up your money here and you move someplace like you know like you were saying into texas you can buy this you know palatial estate Right. For a fraction of what your house was valued, you know, when you were in L.A. And you can live off the savings or the people that are expats that are moving to places like Mexico.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, our, Costa Rica is a big one. A lot of people I know moved to Costa Rica or even Europe. Uh, I have a couple of friends that have moved to to France and it's the cost of living is so much less expensive and the cost of homes
0: wow real
1: in france i would have never Mm, guessed uh
0: you got to think about where in france we're talking about you know
1: oh like the Um, countryside
0: yeah exactly so when i was in the uk um in a job there i had a a fantastic friend at work named oliver um oliver peterkin and oliver was probably i don't know 60 or something like that and he we we you know we we got to enjoy his story over the course of three or four years about him him and his his partner because they've been living together for many years in the UK. And that's just much more common over there. And there's a reason I mentioned that that's because eventually when they bought a a, a place in in France, they had to get married because of tax law or something (laughs) and uh, an estate law or something like that. But, but anyways, though, we got to watch him buy a place down in France, make the plans, fix it up, go do this, go do that. And again, it's because for where he lived in a town called Basingstoke in England, and probably for the same price, he's living in a, probably a little, two three bedroom house or something not very big not very fancy he bought himself a whole basically kind of like an old you know farm ranch or something with an, with an outbuild, not not an outbuilding with a a side building he could fix up and have people come stay in and all sorts of stuff you know
1: oh you know i've seen people that have done again house hunters international where Uh, people have done that where they move to some that they they end up making like a, a bed and breakfast or something which i could actually see myself doing something like that that'd be pretty cool
0: yeah, the dude actually moved to Normandy. <laughs> How cool is that?
4: <gasps> nice. Uh, nice.
1: Yeah. Except was, um,
4: I'm pretty married to Southern California. I like Southern California.
1: Oh, I uh, like Southern California, too. Even though right now with the weather we've been having, I could see myself becoming a Northern Californian or even a Washingtonian. <laughs> I, I, would, I think I would, I would be very happy living someplace like Seattle.
4: Really? Not me. No sun. There's like, you don't get any sun there.
1: No, well, actually, I've been told by many people that are from uh, there that that's a myth. And they like to kind of, they like to perpetuate that, the idea that it's constantly raining there because (laughs) it keeps people from moving there. Um, They don't want any more people coming there. I'm like, oh, well, you shouldn't have told me that because I'm on my way. (laughs) 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 I
0: I don't know about Washington. I visited there once actually not very long ago, but I know about England, which people say the same thing. It's always raining, always this, and I love the weather there. Yes, you've got your rainy days. But you've got loads of great days, and guess what? It's just not hot, you know? It gets no, up to...
1: I, I, oh, my God, that's what I... okay, so you're, you're singing my song. I, I am from here. I've lived my whole life in Southern California, and thanks to global warming, which is real, anyway it's it's getting worse (laughs) it's getting hotter and more humid which is the worst part i can deal with the heat but when it's just it's literally i have been damp all of july for the (laughs) whole month (laughs) i
0: I spent a summer in tucson once and it was absolutely hot and absolutely lovely because it doesn't get humid but my god the humidity
1: yeah, I don't know how so people riots. survive in the South. I understand why they have so many riots and people. Just, I, I, I am so – everybody has been cranky all this month because since, like, the, around the 4th of July, just before the 4th of July, it has been swampy every single day with no let up. Oh, Sam, and, and I
4: haven't noticed that. I guess because when we were in um, Chicago, that was – that was um, definitely humid. Like, my son was just like, oh, my gosh, I, this humidity is awful.
1: Um, well, also, you're, at, you're in Orange County, and I'm like, I'm in L.A., South Bay area, and okay, it is so like insanely, so maybe it's like, it's, our climates are different enough, but I had seen like weather reports that were saying it's been pretty hot in O.C., oh, oh, the O.C. Oh, as well. it's
4: definitely been hot. We've had our air conditioner on. Well, our little, uh, we don't, our air conditioner stopped working about six, seven years ago, and we just never bothered to get it fixed because we don't ever use it um but this week the, and for uh, the last couple weeks it's been hot so we have one like a little window air conditioner thing
1: that uh, oh my god is, jennifer you have been living the dream for seven years you didn't need to turn on any kind of ac
4: oh yeah pretty much our place stays pretty cool we, well, for, you know it's not bad
0: for seven and a half year, living, years living in the uk every house i rented didn't have an ac
4: Yeah, a lot like in San Clemente, they don't, my mom, my parents don't have air conditioner. They're, and the place we lived in down there didn't either. No, not put air conditioning in
1: yeah but the, one of the things is about the climate changing I just saw a story on Friday about on the local news about Long Beach schools which never had air conditioning and it's gotten so bad that they're putting in because kids were actually fainting in the classrooms that those their school district is like a hundred over a hundred and something years old which is that's that's old for Southern California so <laughs> that's, like long, that's, a, that's a long time but the climate has changed as uh, such that, that when the school starts for them at the very end of august or the beginning of september it is hot here Our hot and it's hot through most of october now whereas when i was a little kid it would be hot when school would first start but by the middle to the end of september it was like crisp and you could wear a jumper if you were crazy and didn't know what a sweater was and um And it would you would actually need it. But those days are over. It is hot all through September. It's hot all through October and it can be hot like in November. And now we have weather where the to me, the difference between the summer and fall and winter is the night, because now like we can have a day in January where it's like 90 degrees in January. But the difference is once the sun goes down, it's cold in the summertime. It's hot during the day. And it's hot at night. It doesn't care if the sun's up or gone down, it's still gonna be hot.
4: Yeah, see, it's Uh, still been it's still been cool here during um at night. Like we definitely just open our our windows and stuff um at night. It has not been that warm. But I'm a lot closer to the ocean than you are, so that makes a big difference. Yeah.
0: We were talking about you were mentioning global warming and places getting hotter. In the UK, one of the things they've been dealing with for a number of years now as it as it got hotter is the fact that when they built the underground the tubes the subways they didn't plan the cars and the trains needing air the air any kind of cooling system well obviously they had ventilation but they didn't have any actual cooling system so some of the tube lines that have gotten so hot they've had to like literally build new trains and stuff and new cars that had air conditioning in them because they're trying to figure out how to keep people from fading on the on the subway you know
1: Oh, absolutely. So. No, things are changing. I mean, like, cause Paul has been talking, uh, Irish Paul has been talking <laughs> about they're, ha- they're having a drought in Ireland, which is yeah.
4: crazy to I me. I know. Cause that, yeah. When you think of Ireland, all you think about is rain.
1: And green. And Everything's rain. green for a reason. It's like the, it's, isn't it the Emerald Isle? It's not because of jewels, yeah. is it? So yeah.
4: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, so I. anyway, so the, yeah, the weather is changing and I'm not happy about it. So that's why I do think I'd be happier living someplace like, hey, I'm not rich enough to like move to San Francisco or anywhere near there, but maybe I could get like a hovel somewhere in Washington State.
4: <laughs> see now, every time I go to, to San Francisco, it is foggy and cold. I've yet to be there when it, it hasn't been foggy and cold.
1: Yeah, but see, I would not mind that. I am done. I've had, you know, I've had more years than I'd like to say of living in heat. So I'm ready for fog and cold, even though the other night it was crazy. A friend of mine called me like around one o'clock at night and he goes like, and he's in Redondo Beach. I'm in Torrance. And he's like, OK, Kevin, is it just me or is it insanely foggy out and it's insanely hot? I'm like, it's not foggy. Looked out the window and it was foggy and hot. Oh. That's not na- that's not supposed to happen in nature. Something's <laughs> wrong, people. This is why this is why children are getting trapped in caves. Is that is this why <laughs> this, is this is why something's going horribly wrong. Oh, that's so funny. That's a yeah. tie reference in case somebody didn't get that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, we thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just just kids in
4: caves. <laughs> I
0: mean kids in caves you stays, damn it.
4: Okay. No. Uh, I have a question back to the movie real quick. Um, the school head schoolmaster, why couldn't I place her? I know her.
1: Oh my god, she's what is her name in real uh what is her name? Yeah, she she's been in tons of things. She's uh I know her from playing that Nanny McPhee. She's been in the Nanny McPhee movies. She was married to a very famous actor. They were a very famous power couple until the power. They had a power of failure and got divorced. <laughs> uh, so I believe there was cheating going on. It's not gonna not gonna say what his name was. I mean, I mean, which one of them? It? Well, we, I think I have ruined it by saying that already. All right, there. Enough of that. Let me see. Uh, um, I've look
4: seen up. her in something else, and you know, what? I'm looking at the cast of, uh, uh, of that show, and I'm not why. Oh, Emma Thompson.
1: Emma Thompson. Yeah, uh, she's been in. That thousands. was Emma Thompson.
4: Oh, she was. She yeah, was Emma Thompson's in, a the um, headmistress. Oh my. Yeah, she was in um, uh, Beauty and the Beast.
3: Uh-huh.
4: Yes, she's been in Wasn't she Mrs. Things. Potts? She was in, was she... But my favorite, I have a favorite scene of hers, and that's in Love Actually. Did you see that show?
1: Oh, my God. Who has not seen Love Oh, wait a minute. Have you not seen Love Actually, Paul?
0: I have not. I <sighs> might have
1: a long time ago. I
4: don't know. Oh, my, gosh. Oh my well, God. Well, the scene where you, Kevin, do you know the scene I'm talking about where she finds out the jewelry's not for her? Yes. She goes up and put, she puts Joni Mitchell on and she's crying and trying to keep it together oh my gosh
1: yeah basically I... she, uh, yeah it's, it's the movie takes place at christmas time and it will be nominated for the uh, the december Gnome flicks movie club so be prepared you might get oh, a chance good. to finally see it i
4: love that
1: movie i love that movie but anyway there's a emma thompson um is looking for something and she stumbles upon uh i think she's ready to do laundry and she discovers some jewelry in her husband's pocket And she, oh, my God, my husband, even though he's in total ass to me, he got me something incredibly sweet for Christmas. And it turns out, yeah, he didn't get you anything.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's opening her Christmas presents and he got her the Joni Mitchell CD. And he's not an ass to her in the movie. He, He didn't ever cheat on her. He just was, you know, wandering a bit. But I loved him. Who was that? Somebody that just died not too long ago.
1: Oh, my God. You're incredibly Jesus. generous, Jennifer. I mean, he was practically wearing a trench coat in front of a school, too. So no, uh-uh. he
4: wasn't. I love him. What's his name? Um,
1: wow, you're, I hope your husband isn't overhearing this because you're an incredibly generous woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just kind of wandering a little bit. Buying jewelry he didn't for another sleep with woman. What did you he
4: say? His secretary was after him. He didn't sleep with anybody.
1: But when you're buying jewelry for a woman that isn't your wife, you're looking to sleep with somebody, Jennifer. I know, but
4: he never did. <laughs> he didn't
1: do it. He
4: Aww. thought about it. He was going through that a little sweet. midlife crisis.
1: Oh, I was just just planning to cheat on you. I didn't actually cheat on you.
4: (laughs) All forgiven, right? Yes, you are forgiven, especially if you're what's his name, which I'm trying to get to that page, whatever his name was.
1: Next time Uh I'll be better at hiding the gifts for other people from you. That's all. (laughs) Forgive me. Let's have a cuddle.
4: Oh, be nice. I like him. What is his (laughs) name?
1: I don't just, remember the actor's name. I, I can see him in my head, too.
4: Didn't he just die? Wasn't he Die Hard? Wasn't he the Die Hard Yeah, I was going to say he was
1: the villain in Die Hard. He was the one that falls. Uh,
4: the, uh, Alan Rickman. Beats. Alan Rickman. Yes, he, yeah. Yeah, he's
1: the one that falls in slow motion. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. No, spoiler, spoiler. Wait a second. Um, Alan Rickman?
4: Yes. Ooh. Alan Rickman I'm, plays the, her husband in the movie. And okay, who doesn't call. love a man with an accent? I'm sorry. I'm,
0: I'm going to get this totally wrong now, but was he Snape?
1: Professor Snape. I yeah. think he, I think he may have been in as well. Show? Yeah, he was. He was. He was in, in the Harry show? Potter movies, but I'm not sure what what his character's name was. He was in the Harry Potter films.
0: Harry Potter. Of course, we're talking Harry Potter, Professor Snape. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. He was. I never saw any of the Harry Potter movies, but I can see that he was.
1: Wait a minute. How, Jennifer, how do you have a son the age that you do and you manage to not see a Harry Potter film? I
4: know. He wasn't into Harry Potter and he wasn't into um, the Ring one either. I haven't seen oh. any of those movies. He was way into all Star right. Wars. He was a Star Wars kid. Actually, he wasn't a movie kid at all. He did not like going to the movies. Um, he watched Star Wars when he was younger because we had the DVDs and our, the VCHs whatever it was at that
1: time <laughs> just, uh, I, you know I didn't know it was actually possible that's like whenever people say to me like well what do you like tell me about yourself well I like music it's like do you also like breathing how is that why? That's not information. That's like, <laughs> that's not a distinguishing characteristic. I have never heard of somebody who doesn't like movies. That's amazing.
4: Well, he does now. He didn't like going to movies. He just, it wasn't something he wanted to do. He always wanted to be out and playing. He didn't play a lot of video games. He didn't, he doesn't have any social media. He doesn't like to text. He does now that he's in college. But before he got to college, he would never text. He would say, if you want to call me, pick up your damn phone. Okay. Wow. (laughs) When we would go out to eat, he would. I'm the one that loves social media, that always is on my phone, and he's like, "Mom, put your phone down now. Okay, we're we're at dinner. You are not allowed to have your phone at dinner."
1: Oh my God! This is uh, a sitcom waiting to happen. Damn it! We need to make this. We need to do this.
4: (laughs) Well, I still think we need to do this sitcom of me meeting um, his half sister's mom because when we met. she was, I, I seriously expected her to show up in Gold Lemay. May. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, wait, is, wait, is his half-sister mom? You mean your your husband's ex-wife?
4: No, my son's half-sister. Um, You know, he's got 22 half-siblings because he's a donor kid.
1: Oh, okay. Oh. Wow. Well, that's, so a, when that's, we, a, that's another sitcom. That's, that's what I'm
4: saying. It would be a really good sitcom because here I am. When Before I met her, I'm here this christian right wing clothes like in my she used to say jennifer you don't live in a gated community your mind is a gated community (laughs) (laughs) and here she is she was in um her her daughter has two moms and then she left that woman and hooked up with a guy um and then she i mean she and she's like why if you ever want to follow someone on instagram who's totally wild I mean, the outfits she wears, and, yeah, she's, like, wild. Just Let's just go there. She's, she's a party girl, and she's pretty wild.
1: Um, and that's his
4: half-sister or the mother of the that's half-sister? That's the mother. And the half-sister who we had with us a lot, in fact, now she lives in Oceanside, um, she, yeah, she was raised by this pretty wacky mom. And her other mom, who has, um, her last girlfriend was almost her daughter's age, And has like, tattoos and rings. And I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay. There's nothing wrong. If you have tattoos and you have piercings, that's fine. It's just a little outside my little Orange County world. Okay, I'm just gonna go there. Okay. (laughs)
1: Now and I Jesus. should probably let you know, Jennifer. I'm currently in a tattoo parlor as we're having this conversation. Okay, having a tattoo done while you're you having get a pierced. Tattoo, you're yeah, having yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, done. I'm getting a face tattoo while getting my nose pierced. So I'm a little okay. offended. Let me At just let me out. just
4: ask this question, okay? Who gets their nose pierced? Because of all the features on your face, the least attractive feature for me is the nose. Well that's that's why here. you put jewel just-
1: that's why you put jewelry on it to make it more fancy. No,
4: it doesn't make it look good. It makes your eyes go to your nose.
3: You know, <laughs> and the <laughs> what,
4: people that wear the ring in their nose, it's like I want them to start going suey, suey, suey. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I'm so old. <laughs> it's like when this movie was on, and I just kept going, oh my god, she's too young. He's too old. You can get over it. More Monica is like, okay, I live this life.
1: well no the funny thing is no i i'm not this is going to sound really mean but what 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 am i not saying that doesn't sound mean i i actually don't understand tattoos for attractive people I don't know, like, it's like, you already, you know what? God, it already worked out for you. Why are you drawing on this? <laughs> why are you, why are you, when Rihanna got tattoos, I'm like, seriously, do you not have access to a mirror? Why are you, why are you covering up that creation?
4: But ugly people, it's okay to have tattoos. Is that, is that what I'm hearing?
1: Uh, okay, what, well, what's <laughs> next, next topic? So... <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm a huge fan <laughs> of tattoos myself.
0: I only have one at the moment. I've had it for about a decade or so on my on my right shoulder. It's a, a big cross kind of thing going on. <clears throat> but I've had a plan for a long time to get another one. I told my uh, my oldest daughter about four years ago, and she drew because she likes to draw a lot. And she drew me a right, nice dragon. I'd eventually get it done on my back left shoulder, but that has not happened yet.
4: And I, I, actually, got, so sweet. I actually I like tattoos if it's not overly done. I'm not, unless it's, unless it's totally overdone, then I think it's cool. Like if you have a full, full body everywhere tattoo, but if you just have these random, you have passed the point of, okay, that looks okay. And you've gone into the, oh my gosh, really? You have another tattoo. Um, <laughs> but yeah.
1: Yeah. I so either the, you like, you like a little or a lot, nothing in between.
4: Yeah. Nothing in between. But and you know- I. I wanted to get a tattoo. I went through this little phase several years ago. It's like, oh, I came home and I said to my husband, I'm going to get a tattoo. And he said, no. (laughs) I said, excuse me? (laughs) And he's like, no, I I don't want you to get a tattoo. And he's never said no to me about anything, ever. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Because nope, no tattoo. And so I told him, I will be sporting a tattoo when I come to your funeral. Just FYI. I'm just telling you. <laughs>
3: well, oh, my
0: God. You have, you have plans for said tattoo.
4: <laughs> I know what I want. Yeah. I've got, I've got it all worked out. I've got plans. But you not, do it. not you, yet. You can't,
1: you, you, is, are they secret? You can't share what the, what the idea is yet?
4: No, no. I just want a little tasteful, um, little something right above, like, my right breast where you know i d- where people can't see it unless i want them to see it and it's gonna have probably um i probably my son's name in it i think i don't know it might be funny there now i've going to a- say yeah do you
1: want your son's name next oh to no your brand? i
4: know what it was on my butt cheek i want an asparagus and so then i can say kiss my asparagus
1: to people <laughs> <laughs> That's a long way to go for a joke. That, that, that The joke will only work if you're basically naked in front of random people at work.
4: Well, I don't want it oh, that why? low. I want it where I can, like, you know, you know, just pull your pants down a little tiny oh, okay. bit and show All your pants. Right.
1: Well, you're keeping it
4: classy.
3: Okay.
1: Now, yeah. what I, the reason why I could never see getting a tattoo is the idea that, it to me, a tattoo is like picking a shirt and saying you're going to wear it for the rest of your life.
4: Exactly, I could never make that
1: kind of commitment to, to like I like these shoes, I'll like them forever. I'll I could never do that.
4: Well, that's why I like my son's name, I wouldn't mind having tattoos.
1: You yeah, know, I can. That's the up. one. That's the one tattoo I could see some kind of like. There was actually a chef I thought was really cool who is Canadian, whose name is escaping me right now. He had a show called Eat the Street. And what he would do, he, like, tattooed on his forearm his, like, favorite foods, which was cool. But I think the names of loved ones is a sweet thing. But it's just, like, all it, to me, it basically is saying that, like, in case I get Alzheimer's, I want to remember the people I love.
4: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You do. It's like, Alzheimer's oh, or amnesia. Hey, this person? Oh, yeah. It's my son. My co-director has a tattoo of her dad on her arm and i just find that really interesting if i was her husband and we're in bed together and there's your dad's face staring at me yeah I- no
1: that's no. i agree that no the, but the actual the and the really the one the faces that look really like photographically good they're they're really incredible tattoo artists where you're looking You looks like you're looking at a photograph and people that like put celebrities pictures on there that's just that's all kinds of creepy
4: Yeah, I just, it's a little different for me. Now, her dad passed away, so I know that she got that in memory of him, but I still, I I don't know that. It's just, it's you know what, it's fine for her. Well, you know what, tell her next if another, if another, tell her if
1: another loved one dies, she can give, you know, a she can she can do a scholarship in their honor. She can give money to PBS (laughs) in their honor. That's the thing. I want to be rich enough that when people watch Down Nabby, they'll hear first brought to you by Kevin No Malone. (laughs) I can see that happening. Yeah, that's that's the kind of rich I need to be. So I, I, whenever I watch, when people are watching PBS, they'll think of me.
4: There you go. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Downton Abbey, I still haven't watched the end of it. i got to do
1: that. Oh, my God, Jennifer. I know. It. There's that, they, announced, they announced this past week that they're actually going forward with a Downton Abbey feature film. You are not going to even be ready for the movie because you still haven't finished the series.
4: I know. I've got to finish it before
1: the movie that comes out. out.
4: You've never watched. Oh my watched God, your- British! Paul? I
1: mean, I mean, Paul's just Paul. You've never seen *Downton Abbey*? Nope, not oh. an episode.
4: Oh yeah, you need to see it.
1: Okay, well let me. Okay, let's let's now let's let's move on. Let's talk TV. All right, favorite TV shows. Paul, just Paul.
0: Oh, that's so difficult because there's so many categories. So I'll just throw out one of my recent favorites, and that's *Steven Universe*. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Okay, see, I thought I liked you, even though you tricked me into thinking that you liked the world according <laughs> to Garp, with the name of your your podcast. So, um, and oh, and Jennifer has a story about that. So don't let her tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we did not agree on that film. I told her it was one of my favorites, and she saw it, and I didn't. I would have told her that no, this is not for you.
4: But anyway, yeah, um, no,
1: not for me but uh oh my god i love steven universe and i was shocked i actually watched it by accident once and fell in love
0: well i have a younger brother who's a brony um he um watches my little pony and goes to comp uh conferences uh whatever you call them whatever they are
1: cons i guess or something (laughs) like well
0: brony con technically he actually just went last week um, here in, or not here, but here, near here. Anyways, though, and a couple years ago or so, I was visiting him in Oklahoma City, and uh, he said, oh, I got to show you the show, and he put on some episodes of Steven Universe, and I fell in love with it because it's a it's a terribly hysterical show, and introduced it to my kids, um, and they all love it and stuff, so Steven Universe is one of my mo- more recent favorite shows, but I, I don't watch a lot of TV these days. I'm a bit too busy with work and travel and and life and everything like that, but I used to be super, super addicted to TV and watch way too many things and, and that kind of stuff. But no, I've got pretty diverse appetites. I I love good old Star Trek, The Next Generation. I love crime shows. I love just about a little bit of everything, depending upon the moment or so.
1: All right, Jennifer, what is your current uh, TV passion? I know you were liking at the beginning of the fall season, you were really liking uh, The Good Doctor. No,
4: I didn't like The Good Doctor. I liked Lethal Weapon, and did you hear that guy got fired? Which I'm. Oh really yes, and I was. At. Oh, and I
1: was not sad to hear that he got let go.
4: I was sad to hear he got let go. I liked him.
1: Did you see the um, video? How, like how, did you see the video did. how he was talking to his fellow cast members? No, what kind of I liked was? his
4: character and his acting. Okay, I don't have to like the actor to like the acting and the character. Um, which we've had this discussion before. Do you have to like? if you don 't like the actor, does that mean you can 't like their work and I can so there you have it um, is
3: this another
0: is this another story like so many recently where <clears throat> some actor was being you know a perv or being whatever or something and got let go, or was it just because he was crappy to his coworkers or what
1: oh he, he was apparently yeah, he, was, he was he was being abusive to a lot of the underlings on the show, especially women he was being very bullying and belligerent it wasn 't like he was wasn 't sexually abusive, but he was Belittling women and actually making women cry and laughing okay. at them on the set, so he's a class act and yeah. also belittling and um uh the- uh, the 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 guests directors each week and and being very difficult and the crazy thing is like the show hasn't been around that long. do you think that you really he thought he was irreplaceable? It's like yeah, no not. just.
3: You're yeah not. just
1: just 30 30 something action guy next next at a bakery you just pull the number and another guy will show up and do the exact same thing you're doing
0: well i gotta say i love the i love the change in in accountability in hollywood and stuff these days where where people don't get away with doing things that are inappropriate anymore where you know these stories come out and you know i think it's good stuff I oh wow I
1: yeah i agree that- but the next one, that the real thing, is going to be what just came out on Friday. Les Moonves, the head of CBS, um, Ryan Ronan Farrell wrote a story apparently about six different women, including um, uh, an actress and another woman that were uh, that were physically assaulted by the, by this guy, his stupid wife. And I'm saying that publicly. If anybody listens to this, um, <laughs> Julie Chan is standing by him. Uh, and so this as of now six women are saying that they were either assaulted and or had their careers destroyed by him because they refused to have sex with him yeah. and uh, while he was married to her so I wonder if it's going to be like a Camille Cosby how many women what is the magic number of women have to come forward saying that their your husband assaulted them before you decide to leave him
4: uh-huh.
1: yeah I gotta agree on,
0: on, the, on the stupid wife you know take a
1: it that's pretty well, crazy.
4: and she also, like, you know, she does Big Brother, so she's she's got a lot at stake over this.
1: Yeah, but you know what? If, if, now, okay, can you imagine if she also is a, uh, the host of The Top? Can you right. imagine if she left him with the reports of him sexually assaulting women while being married to her? And if she uh, separated from him and then he fired her from Big Brother and The Top? <laughs> Can you imagine how that would go down? That would basically his whole argument is just like all these women that 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 refuse to sleep with me. Their careers just tanked on their own. I had nothing to do with it. That's what his. That's what he's claiming. Okay.
4: And do you watch Big Brother?
1: i watched big brother i think like the first and second season and i got absolutely over it because it kind of changed what the idea of the show was initially the idea was interesting to me you're taking diverse people different backgrounds different ages different ethnicities and you're putting them all in a house and you're seeing how where the allegiances lie and how what happens but now it's basically a bunch of like 20 somethings and there always seem to be several people that are openly racist on the show which i guess makes it fun oh, and wow, um <laughs> so that's disturbing so it just I, it doesn't feel like it's for me anymore
4: yeah i don't watch it anymore either but i've never liked julie chan on it and i i, I well, the first time i saw it i'm like how did she get that job she's not very. oh good it helps this. to
1: be sleeping with the guy and who's the head of your network.
4: there it is somebody told me that i'm like yep that that yeah so she has a lot at stake there but It doesn't make sense to me. No, I I don't get that.
1: Um, These stand by your man people. Like Another one who stood by her man way too long was the wife of uh, Matt Lauer. They uh, she filed for divorce like about a month ago. It's just like, really? It took you it took this long for you to like after he sexually assaulted how many women before you're like, I guess I should leave him now. (laughs) To me.
4: But anyway, we... what am I watching? I am I am watching Young and Hungry. <laughs> and
3: my is that husband an adult watching film, it with, Jennifer?
4: With it's, it's a totally stupid show. I went and saw the taping of it. Um, and so I thought, oh, I want to watch the show that we saw taped. And it was like the fourth season. I hadn't seen any of it. So I had to start at the beginning. And so my poor husband is 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 watching it with me. It's totally stupid the girl that's in it was um hannah montana's friend in the hannah montana show and it's about this really rich guy that hires this girl as a chef and you know they fall in love and don't fall in love and he's got girlfriends she's got got boyfriends and yeah so that's what i've been watching lately that's pretty much it (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The title actually makes sense now. So young and hungry. She's a chef. That's a good title. Yes, yes, but yes, it's,
3: yes. But it's, yes.
4: But and it's we just finished watching <laughs> all the seasons of Fuller House.
3: <laughs> uh,
4: I okay. do this thing where I can only watch half an hour show. I only have time for that, and I end up watching three half hour of show, uh, three shows, a half an hour each, which is really stupid. And we're watching The Ranch, which there's another person that just got fired.
1: Yeah, yeah, for a six yeah. And
4: so I, I, I love the guy that's taking his place. Um, Kristen Bell's husband from parenthood. What's his name? Dax. Dax, Dax Shepherd. Yes. But I yeah, we I haven't caught that. up to that part where he's oh. in it. And I'm still like Deborah Winger still annoys me.
1: Okay, what did you say, Paul?
0: No, I was gonna say I watched through all, all of the seasons of the ranch about about three months or so ago.
4: What'd you think?
0: I like the ranch a lot. It's a little corny at times, a little, a little stupid, but I I love the interplay between, I guess it's the four or five main characters there, in particular, the dad and the two sons.
4: Right. and I love Elliot Gold. He's, well, no, that's not his name. What's his name? Sam Elliot. Whatever his name is. I love him.
0: And of course, it's sad to see the one guy go. Yes. But at the same time, I, I like that the bravery of a show just saying, well, guess what? Not going to happen here. You know?
4: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like the show, but it's just like with girls being dumb. I don't like it when guys are dumb and they make, um, what's his name out to be stupid. And here's a girl. Here's his girlfriend. Who's college educated, smart, likes to read. And she's with this guy. That's dumb. Um, now granted he looks like Ashton Kutcher I can understand why she's a little blinded, but it just, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I have well, issues thing, with that.
0: One thing I don't like on that topic on that show is I think that they give um, whatever his character's name is way too hard of a time at times. There's times that, you know, situations happen and transpire and, you know, he was part of it, but he wasn't the whole picture, but he so off, so repeatedly in that show just gets all the blame.
4: Yes. Yes. He is the black sheep. And he takes the brunt of everything.
0: And yeah, something yeah. goes wrong. Once again, it's his fault, even if it was only like maybe 25% his fault.
4: But, you know. Right, right. And he just doesn't, I mean, I wish they had made him smarter. And, he, you know, he played somebody stupid on the 70s show too. And mm-hmm. I've seen him play smart people before. And to me, that's way more sexy than playing stupid. I, I don't, it does, I don't, I just don't like that. I have yeah, issues. Him, his I have issues. <laughs> his,
0: his character isn't really about being sexy. His character is just about being uh whatever. It's, it's not, not really about
3: being sexy.
4: No, but it's still about being likable and being I don't know. I just it, it bugs me. I like smart. I like people that are smart and clever.
3: And so have I mean, you been through
0: the most recent season where they have they deal with the fire?
4: No. Okay. We are, we have, the other guy still on the show. They've just bought the Peterson Ranch yeah. and um, found out that the well's not going to go through. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I won't spoil anything because that would be wrong. But I don't <laughs> yeah, think,
4: please we, don't. don't spoil anything. <laughs> I don't think we actually
0: see the next, the replacement yet because they do the, they've aired the first, quote, half of that season, whatever that means when you release them all at once.
3: But oh, they've okay. aired the first half of that season
0: and that guy leaves. In the final episode, so we don't actually get to see the new guy yet, unless okay. they've actually released. Before, and I haven't noticed, but I don't think they have. Okay. So actually, have released recently. Let me throw out their "Orange is the New Black." That is a great show. Probably not your type, though, <laughs> Jennifer.
4: I have not seen it. So yeah, because it's not. What about you, Kevin? Have you watched "The Orange is the New Black"?
1: You know what? I have not. I wish that Mark was not working right now because he loves Orange is the New Black. He was just complaining about this this season. Uh, his, he's just watched the first few episodes of the newest season, and he's not feeling it uh, yet. So I have not given that show a try. Probably a great jump
0: the shark kind of a show, though, because the first seasons, you know, and, and even the, probably the third and fourth or whatever the heck they were, were so over the top and brilliant. And... You know, how do you keep going with a show like that? You know, it could be hard to hard to conclude it hard to keep going.
1: Well, as far as things that I'm watching on Netflix, the the show that I actually liked was uh, the show called Judd Apatow's Love. Um, I, I really liked that because it really kind of got the feeling of like a certain kind of people in la it really it really and it's a certain area of la it really got right and so i i enjoy that there's one last season of it i haven't watched yet that that dropped this summer and i gotta watch that and one other thing that i watched and i came into this party late was the uh anne of green gables a friend of mine was uh, bugging me to watch it, and I finally watched it, and I was shocked at how much I liked it.
4: Oh, now that sounds like my kind of movie, my kind of show.
1: You need to see it, J- Jennifer. I'm. Sh- it's. It's. First of all, it's just visually arresting. It's very beautiful, but the story. It's. It's now to be. I'm giving you. I don't know if you're familiar with Anne of Green Gables or or read the yep, books definitely. or.
3: Definitely. Yes, okay. But it,
1: uh, now there has been a little bit of controversy about this because this is a little bit darker because it deals with some of the things that are implied in the original books it deals with them and it but to me everything that's added to it absolutely makes sense it absolutely feels true to the characters and um this is the best version of this i've ever seen so i can't speak highly enough of of it uh season two just dropped i haven't watched it because i'm actually this is how kind of weirdo i am i actually feel like it's the kind of show that you i would want to watch it around christmas time holiday time. Uh I need it to be cold outside when I watch this show. And I refuse to watch that show <laughs> that while I'm dating. so
4: damp. funny. That is fun. Well, Kevin, with the way the weather's going, you might not ever get to watch it. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna probably have to move to
4: will have to move in order to watch that show. Just take,
0: just take a week long trip somewhere cold then you can binge watch it and be happy and go yes. home.
4: <laughs> I can just hear it now. I went on vacation to watch the show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, as far okay. as other, oh, but now let's see. What else am I watching? You know what I actually like. There was uh, two things. Uh, let's see. I ended up watching Pose because we reviewed it on TV channeling the five star rated podcast um, available <laughs> for, on go iTunes. Go for the plug. Go for the plug. <laughs> five stars? I don't to hear this. Stars? What'd you say?
0: Wow. Nothing. I'm just asking how many stars there were because I wasn't sure I heard
1: five-star five star rated podcast. <laughs> Yes, My okay. uh, available and now. Oh, also, we're available on Spotify now. But anyway, nice. Uh, so, um, but Pose it was it turned out to be shockingly good. I would not have thought that I would have gotten into this show. And Jennifer, the weird thing is, you wouldn't think you would like this show. I think you would like this show because the show is all about family. The show is about these drag queens. I should know. That's not. That's not fair. No, transgender women... In the uh mid 80s in New York. And it's really interesting that these kind of these people kind of develop these families. You they're making their own families because there's like, you know, a runaway kid. And I shouldn't say runaway, he's like he's been thrown out by his family. And it just these people that kind of find each other and create families in New York City in the uh in the mid-80s. And um, it was surprisingly good. And I was telling a friend, I said, I can't believe that a story about transgender women of color in the 80s would be the feel-good hit of the summer. It was the most positive, Not because I've watched a lot of shows and movies that have been really dark. I watched, I love Westworld, but Westworld was a journey this season. It was insanely dark, and so... (laughs) Um, to watch something like this and thinking it's going to be super dark because it's produced by Ryan Murphy, so I thought it was going to be super dark, but it turned out to be incredibly uplifting show. One of the most uplifting things I've ever seen, and people are comparing it to um, uh, to uh, This Is Us, and it makes sense. It actually is. A, it's a fair comparison.
4: What What is the name of
3: it?
1: It's called Pose. It's available okay. on on FX on streaming and on demand and on their on their app. So oh, yeah, you might actually find I'm I, I know you would think that you wouldn't be you wouldn't like this Jennifer, but I actually think you might like this show if you watch the first one.
4: I I might. I I there are some shows that I think, oh I might not like this and I end up really liking them. Um but if I barely can get through my network T V and my Netflix, I cannot take
1: on another network. So what what did you say? What did you say, Paul? No, I'm just going to say I
0: think it's a real sign of the time live in that uh, as a, a show with such, such. Hello. So, well, what do you describe it as? Yeah, no, you were you broke up for a little bit. Could you repeat that, please? Um, I just think it's a real good sign of the times of how things have changed so much in our society and in. Um, and with TV shows and channels that something like that was such a such a subject matter could end up being such an uplifting and such a, a popular show, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely! I was uh, Tachi and I reviewed, it and we both liked it. And we were surprised—I was surprised that it got a second season because it was just like this. You think this would be such a niche show, but it actually was so broad. And it really is just about family and friendship—is what the show ultimately is about. And um, it—it just—it it was so good. And um, so many of the other things that I, you know, either we review or watch, have been really dark. One of the surprise hits for me also was kind of a break. Breaking Bad for Women. We reviewed a show called Good Girls, and it's about these women. It's on NBC. It's about these three different women who have been kind of pushed to the breaking point financially, and they kind of have to do some things that they wouldn't ordinarily do uh, to get their families out of these financial holes, and it's just interesting to see how they keep getting deeper and deeper into this world of crime and what started out as being something about a necessity is turning into uh, an addiction to the adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of an interesting uh, to see these kinds of women in particular, these are like very like middle-class working-class women uh, and seeing how, where the show is taking them has been pretty fascinating. So I'm glad that got, that show got a second season. Cool. cool.
4: Well, there was another show that had um, American something with Alicia Silverstone.
1: Oh, we reviewed that as well. American Woman. It's a it's a, another period thing. It takes place in the uh, early seventies in Los Angeles.
4: Now, I really I wanted to watch that because I love Alicia Silverstone.
1: Well, so, you should definitely um, but... give it a try because it, it 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 um it's it's. Uh, I haven't seen the most recent couple episodes where it hasn't gotten into the her daughters because it's based on the life of uh of kyle richards and um what's Ki- oh, kim richards their early childhood with their mother and how their mother got them into show business after her father you know uh, she leaves the mo- their mother leaves their father after they uh, he, he uh cheats on her wow. oh
4: so, yeah i heard that it was based on a true story
1: yeah, and so she's actually executive uh, producing it, and um, so it's just, it's just kind of neat to see this period thing. It's actually, and it's its right up your alley because it's only a half-hour show, and um, it's up my alley because it has no laugh track, because you guys mentioned The Ranch. I can't, I just can't get into shows that have laugh tracks anymore.
4: That is so funny, Kevin. I love laugh tracks. So that means you're never going to hear my laugh at any of the shows that I've watched and laughed for. The, well you know, know what i, I back in the day
1: back in the day i watched friends and i watched Frasier, and i think you told me you went and saw both those shows Before i done. did yeah so yeah. i must have heard you laugh at least once
4: okay then that's okay
1: speaking it's of fraser Fras- yeah speaking of fraser there apparently fraser is in talks with cbs for a reboot oh, oh that
4: would be awesome I I think that would be a great... I loved Frasier. I, I thought that was a ex- excellent show.
1: Yeah, I was a fan of Frasier, too. And um, a, a lot of the episodes, to me, still hold up if you happen to be flipping around and, and come across one. But a couple other shows are going to be rebooted. And I'm just... I, I'm really, at this point, I'm over the reboot. But they're rebooting All in the Family.
2: And I we did. know how that's
1: going to go down. And, <laughs> um, and they're rebooting The Jeffersons. And they're rebooting Maude.
4: they're also rebooting the one with um the girl from the book club um oh uh, yeah oh murphy
1: brown yeah murphy brown's coming back so it's just like it's too many reboots
4: yeah it's not funny how you do one and then all of a sudden there's a hundred of them
0: yeah well something i heard about recently and i think it's still pretty early in talks and stuff is a reboot of buffy the vampire slayer
4: yes Yes, i heard that yeah Yeah.
1: i heard that too and that that they're gonna be kind of mixing it up because i think they're gonna make this buffy's gonna be uh you know a woman of color or a girl of color because she's in high school student, so girl of color and soon some guy in a trench coat will be picking her up from school
4: (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna say we've seen this movie yeah i
1: mean another another well there's there's two major reboots that are going to be on this fall they're rebooting magnum p.i and they yeah i saw
4: the previews for that that did not that did not look good to me
1: yeah well i have no idea what they why they even decided to reboot magnum pi it was just that that show was just about tom Selleck driving around hawaii why would they pay for that name you could you could get a new guy have him drive around in a sports car on an island and pay nothing for the rights to that that makes no sense and then they rebooted charmed Um, is another show that that's being rebooted. It's just it's it's like they truly have no new ideas.
0: well yeah. Charmed was a fun show, but
3: I
4: love Charmed, and I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to the reboot. But it seems to me that I saw part of it, and it didn't. It it didn't do it. Did you see the
1: trailer for it? Or a commercial? I
4: must have seen the trailer commercial for it. That's uh, that's what I must have seen.
1: Well, when I read about it, I'm not sure if this is still going to be true, but when I re- originally read about it, I heard that they were making it a period thing. It was going to be taking place in the 70s or something.
4: Oh, what did, what did I see on that? I don't remember. I don't remember. When I saw
1: something and it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I totally want to see yeah, I, but well, Yeah, but I'm going to watch it just because we're going to review it. But I, I, from just the, my thought is, it wasn't that long ago we had the original Charmed. I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot of that, as in we have the original actors back and they're now older with like their own troubled teen witch children. That would make more sense <laughs> to me than starting it all over from scratch where we have three new sisters that are, oh my God, we have powers. What's going on? Oh no, there's like... <laughs>
0: It sounds to me like you just asked if they would combine Fuller House and Charmed. <laughs> that would be a better show,
1: I think, than just rebooting Charm and having three new sisters discover that they have uh, powers and that they have the power of three and that there's demons trying to kill them every week.
0: Or maybe instead they should just do Fuller House as a Charmed. I mean, what I, imagine if DJ Tanner had had magical powers, you <laughs> know?
1: <laughs> that could be interesting well I have to even though I had on watch filler house I have to give I have to commend them on the idea I like I like it when somebody takes the original thing and you reboot it and you basically flip the concept and so the original full house was a man who was a widow a, a, a widower and he he's raising his daughters on his own so his brother and his best friend come to help him raise these girls so now you ref, you flip it and you have um you um you have um DJ raising her sons and her sister and her best friend helping her raise the yeah. You know, that to me is perfect. I love a bookend. And
4: I love the show. I love Fuller House, it's so stupid. It's just beyond stupid, which is right up my alley. Wow. And I've come home from a hard day at work. Yeah. It's like I just my husband can't stand it and bless his heart, he'll watch it with me because I, I love it. I just think it's, and I love Kristen, or, um, what's her name? Uh, Burr, Candice Burr. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, yeah, so I like I watched her.
0: about two thirds of the first season of that, maybe half of it or so. I didn't, I never got through it. My, my kids major got into it and watched it all, but I agree with you. I think that they did a brilliant job flipping the concept where now it's the moms trying to take care of kids. But I also think they did a lot of fun with it where they, you know, the classic classic Netflix style, it isn't taking itself too seriously it knows it's kind of stupid it knows it's a reboot they were even making fun of the first episode about why michelle wasn't around or something like
4: oh yeah (laughs) well just on one of the last episodes when they all get into the car and the the theme song comes on and one of the characters goes what is this song playing every time we get in this car (laughs) I mean, I love those kind of sarcastic,
3: um,
1: normally breaking
0: of the fourth Fourth wall. You know, that's great.
1: (laughs) Oh, and they break the fourth wall a lot on that show. So they haven't got another actress to play um, DJ. They just
4: Michelle. No, No. the uh, the Mary Kate and Ashley are often as Michelle are often New York doing their thing. So they she doesn't come to visit. It was it
0: was a great comment. It was like, oh, they were just off somewhere else doing their thing it was pretty funny but uh i've got about a five minute warning here before i have to go i thought maybe we should recap the movie or i don't know any final all thoughts
1: right all right so yeah well, well first of all i want to thank you guys for being a part of this yet again and this are the most intimate gnome flicks <laughs> after party ever
4: i think this is the most we've ever talked about a
1: movie
4: <laughs> during an after call <laughs>
1: have ab- you're right, that absolutely has been the case. So and, and, and I'm go- and I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap my part up with saying the same thing I always say that you know if anybody wants to do any suggestions next month wants to nominate something, let me know.
4: We don't need to. If you would stop doing such a good job, then we would jump in. But why do we need to help? you are doing <laughs> such a fantastic job. I mean, really, that's the bottom line. Wow. People jump in when people need help. But obviously, Kevin, you could have handled.
3: Yeah, <laughs> for, for me
0: kind of a laziness thing. I don't actually think about suggesting until you've posted the it's time for the second round of please actually vote, and then I remember to watch the trailers and vote, so <laughs> right
1: I'm not denying that. Alright, so, so at the end of the day, I think, but are we saying that we both agree, we, we all kind of liked this movie basically or not?
4: I wasn't sad I watched it, but I always do, how do I like a movie but based on how many times will I watch it? And I will not watch it again. I'm not sad I watched it, but I won't watch
3: it again.
0: Okay, what about you, Paul? <clears throat> well, if we go by that scale, I'm not sure I'd watch it again either. I mean, if I was sitting there with the right person and and they hadn't seen it and it was uh, going to be a fun thing to to watch and talk about and stuff, I'd absolutely watch it again. I wouldn't, you know, this isn't something I'm going to pop on. I'm going to, you know, offline download from Netflix and watch the an airplane sometime or something. But, no, I thought it was brilliant. I I loved the movie. I thought it was um I was, I was very surprised at where it went. I was surprised at what I think is the best part of this movie is the flipping of the the characters, how it starts where she's the, she's the young dumb one at first, and he's the, he's the confident one. And then by the end of the movie, she's now the smart one. And he's now the idiot, you know, and I think it was brilliant how they did that. Yeah, and she yeah.
1: absolutely got an education. You really, the, the title was so <laughs> apt. It really, I mean, she became she became a woman because of the fact that she was, at the end, she was sophisticated. And she, the, the funny thing is, she was so smart when she was talking to the headmistress. And she did have some genuine questions about like, why are we as women in 1961 sure. being educated? Because the whole idea is for us to get married and be housewives, yeah. which was a fair question. Yeah. But th- th- in the end, Pinning everything on some man and thinking that he's going to give you the life that you're going to want, and that's it, was a mistake. And she did learn that, which I thought was a good lesson.
0: Yeah, and I think that the way they dealt with the topic of of effectively a seventeen year old having sex, you know, losing her virginity to somebody, let's just go on at least a decade older or so. I, I, you know, that's a that's a topic in a movie that could leave you very sad or very oh, you feel so bad for her or something. And I didn't walk away with the movie thinking that. You know, is that what I want my seventeen year old doing? Probably not. Do I, <laughs> do I
4: understand? Probably not. No, 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 no.
0: Yes, definitely not. <laughs> but do I and I'll go
1: have a conversation
0: with both of them in a second about this topic. You know,
4: I was going to
1: uh, say, because li- living abroad has made you far too sophisticated. Well, probably I don't want them to be with men in their 30s. <laughs>
0: Let me rephrase that. Take two. I definitely would not ch- choose that path for my daughters, but I walk away from the movie saying, you know you know there's a lot of ways people 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 make the decision to to have sex in their life for the first time or whatever and i don't really feel bad about the way she kind of decided that and where she went with it you know i don't oh
1: uh, no i absolutely agree but the the, the difference is with her why it worked out was that a she found out soon about who he really was b she didn't get pregnant or sexually transmitted disease if if, if that you
4: know either I, those you things happened, that, it would have been completely the, the, the different stories later
3: when...
1: well, there could be an education reboot, <laughs>
3: uh, uh, where she's raising
0: where, where or she's, she's raising her sixteen-year-old daughter
1: from David.
4: <laughs> I think she's more likely to have a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs>
1: yeah, because there was no talk of condoms or uh, or rubbers or whatever they would call them then or there. Uh, but that was in
3: the yeah. UK,
4: but...
0: This is sixty-one. Did they? probably gonna sound stupid but do they have condoms i assume the answer yeah is. They, well,
1: no condoms have been around since like the like the uh i think the the 1800s or something
4: yeah they've been around a long long time
1: mm-hmm. yeah somebody figured out what to do long ago so but um anyway the, this has been incredibly fun I, I i appreciate you guys yet again joining me and um hopefully i'll have both you and others to do this again in august
4: Sounds fun to me. I've got my calendar marked out.
0: Absolutely, looking forward to it.
1: All right, it,
4: it, Kevin. It, thank you so much for hosting. As usual, you did a stellar job. Oh, thank you. There would be yeah. there would be no Gnome Netflix movie club without you. And
0: I just wanted to say I'm really sorry that the Platinum Group wouldn't have you this month.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel that I I've, I've been downgraded, oh. so I feel a little oh. bad about that too.
0: Thank you for taking us as a second, okay? I I
1: enjoy slumming with both of you. You guys have been a delight. (laughs) All right. You guys have a great evening, and I'll see you again in August. All right. Sounds good. Chat with you later. Bye.
4: Bye.